Boy, there were some big, big protests on the border. Um, people just looking at the number of illegal immigrants getting services and, in fact, housing when citizens are not. Um, and, you know, they asked Biden about the border. What are we going to do about this? Sit at home and watch football and play video games? No! It's time for the artists to come out now in their hundreds of thousands to save their own generation, their own children, because their children and your grandchildren will never know what it's like to have a roof over their heads. Oh, did you think I said the American southern border? No, that's Ireland. Yeah, they're having the same problem. They just can't figure out how to secure their border. They've forgotten how to do that. They did ask the figurehead about our southern border. ...and not visit the border. Because the more important thing going on, they're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. So I'm going there because I can't be bothered to go look at the southern border of the United States. Because what's no one's put it on my prompter. Plus, it's billions of bucks. You think I'm joking, Jack? That's big cash money. My son, Bo, was, oh, sorry, Hunter. It'd take him a week to, to snort that. Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. If you wonder how to reach my friend Zach Abraham, it's knowyourriskradio.com. He's the Chief Investment Officer of Bowler Capital Management. Earlier this week, we played a soundbite of the head of the um, Anti-Defamation League, which has just gone the same way that all of these groups have gone, which is into the realm of complete gibberish, nonsense, balderdash, He is um, pimping a vision of America where Tucker Carlson is president. And, of course, Tucker Carlson as president would shut down synagogues and go about arresting Jewish children because there's a lot in Tucker's history that would suggest such a thing. So how did the um, ADL guy arrive at such a fantasy, such a dark fantasy? Well, because Tucker talks about globalists. And when you talk about globalists, of course, what you mean is Jewish people. That's what you mean. So it doesn't matter how much um, how much time you spend in the Bible understanding the this the the not the state of Israel but the Hebrew people and yeah the the, the creation of Israel and how important that is to biblical prophecy and what God is going to do to maintain a remnant of of, of Jewish people who will in fact become Messianic Jews that is to convert to Christianity. And when you understand that from a biblical perspective, then you and, and, and you then value the state of Israel, and you view yourself as having been grafted on to a faith that began with the Jewish people that that Gentiles, in fact, were grafted on. It's how I, I think it was the Apostle Paul who described that. So despite all that, if you talk about globalists, then you are an anti-Semitic person who wants synagogues burned to the ground and Jewish kids arrested. But I will posit this theory. 
to pretend that globalists are not in charge is, well, stupid. (laughs) It, It defies any and all observations you can make about the world around us. Uh, Does anyone else find it not accidental that a whole bunch of countries just can't seem to figure out how to secure their borders? They used to know, but then they just plumb, just plumb forgot. Just like a lot of people's guns in the separate countries of Washington and Oregon and California when the, the illegal gun banning so-called laws, diktats are put in place. You ever notice all your friends lose their guns in fishing, ex- you know, at fishing accidents? Put their guns in gun safe on their fishing boats, and man, they just lost them. Well, these countries have just forgotten how to secure their borders. Oh, we've forgotten how to have elections on the same day, how to count in the same day. We used to be able to make sure that the people who voted were the people. But, you know, that stuff gets lost in history. Who's to say where it went? So you're looking from a perspective of patterns. How is it that all Western so-called democracies and representative governments, how is it that they've all arrived at the same place ideologically? How did that happen? With all the same approaches to all the same problems and all the same, well, and not, in fact, approaches that make the problems worse, but all the same scandals. Now, part of this is the human sin condition. Part of it is that we're broken, that uh, Adam and Eve made a decision that has separated us from God and, and our lives well lived are listening to God and hearing him call us back into the family uh, to be adopted back in, uh, to be where we belong, which is with God the Father and the, and the Lord Jesus in heaven. That's, that's the battle. But getting there, you know, we see a lot of, of, of patterns in relation to that. Faith. We see a lot of the bosses who themselves are now gods in their minds. So let's begin with Nancy Pelosi. In fact, let's begin. We know the uh, if you ever follow the Twitter account, which is a very funny account. It's called the Pelosi Stock Trader at Pelosi Stock Trader, and they look at insider trading amongst the party members. It's a fascinating account. They posted something a, a bit of a memory from back in 2012 with Nancy Pelosi. When she was asked about insider trading, we'll continue to examine these patterns. Uh, If you knew that the gasoline in your car was largely, it was difficult for your car to absorb, that it was just wasting it, and that it went through your system, went through the carburetor, but couldn't ignite, and just got spat out. Now, I know that can't happen because that's an airtight connection if your car is running well, but it just got spat out. Or if you knew, you go to the store and you buy a box of, uh, well, let's not buy something ridiculously bad for you. You go to the store and you purchase yourself a, a great, great big fresh salmon fish. You, have to, you notice there's people who do that when they talk about salmon, they call it salmon fish and trout fish. Why do they do that? You go purchase a salmon, but you know that most of it your body can't consume. 
you probably wouldn't purchase the salmon. So why then are there on your shelves at home or, or in your bathroom, where have you, why are there all those bottles uh, of, of capsules and supplements and, and vitamins that your body can't absorb properly? Because the nutrients in those pill form are anywhere from 10 to 100 times too big to absorb. <laughs> well, why do they do that? Because that's how they ship it. And plus, they invented the technology in 1930. Well, which fast forward to now, there's Healthy Cell at HealthyCell.com slash Todd. They did not want to go the old-fashioned way. So they created something that's called Microgel. This does not contain a single artificial sweetener or flavoring or coloring. It's non-GMO. It's gluten-free. It's soy-free. And it's vegetarian, incidentally. Those of you who are vegetarian, there's a vegan mix too, because vegetarian and vegan are different. But what it does is it suspends this soluble, ultra-absorbable nutrient particles inside this gel. And it's tasty. And so you save money because it's 165% more absorbable. So there's a vitamin pack, 165% more absorbable. There's a REM sleep product, which I think is phenomenal, the best I've ever had. There's a focus and recall product that has replaced my afternoon coffee. Not that I don't drink enough in the morning to kill 15 horses, but I've worked up to it. So you too can toss the money-wasting 1930s technology and... Get over to BetterHealth with HealthyCell.com slash Todd. I'll say that in a better way. HealthyCell.com slash Todd. And use promo code Todd for, get this, ready? 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com slash Todd. Save money because you can actually absorb the product, consume it quickly, it tastes good, and you're not wasting your money on those 1930s technologies in those tablets. HealthyCell.com slash Todd. Promo code Todd. So the thing, this is what they wrote on the Nancy Pelosi stock trader, the video that started it all. 2012, Speaker Pelosi was asked if she thought there was a conflict of interest in her husband getting a favorable stock deal in the Visa IPO. This was her response. Um, I wanted to ask you why you and your husband back in March of 2008 um, accepted and participated in a very large IPO deal from Visa at a time there was major... Uh, legislation affecting their credit card companies making its way through the uh, through the house. And well, did you consider that to be a conflict of interest? The, yeah, I, I don't know what your point is of your question. Is there some point that you want to make with that? Well, I, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think it's all right for uh, a speaker uh, to accept uh, a very preferential and favorable uh, stock deal? Well, we did. You participated in the IPO. Well, I have many And at the time, you were Speaker of the House. You don't think it was a conflict of interest or had the appearance no, of a conflict not, of interest? No, it only has appearance if you decide that you're going to have a, a, a elaborate on a false premise. But it, it, it's not true, and that's that. It's not true. <laughs> it's on the record. And her face... And yeah, it looked like she had some fresh Botox, but even the Botox couldn't hold back her face. Her face is this. And she's going, you scum. You insipid little insect. You'll never sit in this press room again, Steve Croft, of, of 60 Minutes. And it's stunning. It's shock. This guy's asking this? Hey, Slick, you don't know the rules. You don't ask questions like that. Everybody knows. 
that we inside trade. It's a known fact. Grow up, Steve Croft. There are amoral people. Nancy Pelosi is probably amoral. I don't know that she's a psychopath. That's Tony Fauci's grounds. But that phenomena, wouldn't you know, the same thing happens globally. Now, again, part of that is our sin problem. Part of it is the human problem. But on that scale, and this consistently, oh, give me an example. Okay, Bill Gates purchasing patents to fight the COVID flu before anybody knew there was a COVID flu. And people doing that globally. And people getting ahead of green energy stocks just before their country's told, you're going to scrap your nuclear plants. It's global. So to say that globalists don't have the same habits of enriching themselves... You know, they tear this country down and they get this opportunity now to go, uh, well, we're investing in developing countries like in, in Africa. That's what we're doing. No, you're buying cheap. You're selling America at a high price stock and you're buying cheap. You're going to go down there and develop that and screw those people. So to say the globalists don't have these patterns, what she's doing is a tiny, tiny amateur level thing of what George Soros does and, and Tom Steyer and, and BlackRock. Make money on the way up, on the way down. So that's part of the pattern. Oh, there are immoral people. Amoral. You ever met an amoral person? This is a true story. This is a very disturbing story, by the way. Um, a friend of mine and I, I used to radio with, a guy named Rick Emerson. And yeah, you know what's so funny? There, there are people who listen to this podcast who listen to me when, what would have Rush called me? Uh, a long hair, plastic banana, good time, rock and roll. Uh, let's see, maggot infested, long hair, plastic banana, good time, rock and roll. <laughs> I think I got that right, right? They remember me from back when I went all libertarian and had long hair and just down to the middle of my back. And there was a guy we used to work with, uh, and I won't say his name. But we used to work with a guy, and we had this idea once, and the idea was, hey, let's, um, let's, now I can't even finish this. Am I really going to tell this story? (sighs) We decided, we were joking, absolutely joking uh, with this guy we worked with, and we said, Hey, you know that old older guy who does the talk show on the competing station? wasn't really competing, but it was another talk station. And he had a very sad program. And I mean sad. I mean, sometimes we talk about sad things. But his entire program was sad, and it was based upon his loneliness. And I'm not kidding. The show went like this so often. And I'm just going to sit here and talk by myself, talking and talking and talking until someone calls. And he would just shame people to call. And people would call up and go, I'm sorry you're sad. Oh, thank you. You've made my... And that was the radio show. And so we were joking around about this one day and said, you know what? We should offer him a chance to come over here and get paid real money and to have a real talk show. But at the end of it, he has to commit suicide. Now, understand we were joking. And I was unsaved and I was wild and crazy and ah, stunning and brave. 
we were joking about this. And this guy we worked with said, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. And I won't imitate his voice. But he said, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. And we said, no, 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 no. We're just, we're, we're, this is so foul. How could you ever do that? And this is a true story. We came back from dinner and walked in and that guy was in a conference room or lunch because that guy had the, yeah, I, I won't say what day party he had, but he was in the conference room. He goes, boys, 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 come in here. He called us boys. He's a lot older than us. Come in, come in. We go, what's up? He goes, no, no, come in, come in, come in. And he goes, um, I've got someone on the phone. It was that talk show host. And our friend said, well, we're really excited. The boys are here now. Um, we want you to come over, but there is a bit of a rub. There's something you need to do. Because what uh, the, the joke was, he comes on the radio station for a year, but it's all building up to him committing suicide on the air. And, we, and again, we were joking. And this guy took it seriously. He took it seriously. And we said, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? And he puts, the, he puts the guy on hold. He goes, hey, hey, hold on. I, I, I need to talk to the boys. And he sat there. He was furious with us. And he said, he's into it. You don't understand. He's willing to do this. I've already talked to him about it. What I didn't tell him was that it had to be within a year that he had to do this. You guys, this could be the biggest thing in the world for our station. You have got to convince him to do this. He was amoral. Nancy Pelosi is amoral. And the look on her face when this guy, Steve Croft, asks this question, it is just, I will crush you, you insect. It's one example. The pattern persists around the world. Now, the guy I just talked about, he had no problem leading a man to suicide for promotion. Around the world, We've watched this pattern as people are led into various forms of death. For what? For what? To reduce the population? Here's another example. Globalists. Um, this is Tom Fitton. You, you know Tom, who is, uh, goes around and, and does FOIA requests and a judicial watch. Very ripped guy, by the way. He writes, Elon Musk's Twitter files show Twitter activist employees without, uh, without basis suppressed and censored the president of the United States, Donald Trump, in the days before the 2020 election. This is damning evidence of election interference. Elon Musk responds, unequivocally true. The evidence is clear and voluminous. Tom Nichols, who at one point pretended to be a conservative and is now whatever, he writes, I guess it was just inevitable that this was going to come down to Musk siding with the conspiracy theorists. Wait a minute. That's, that's, it's, uh, do you see the pattern? Anything that disrupts the party is a conspiracy theory. Here we have Justin Trudeau with unacceptable views. We've got the now premier uh, of, of England who has said they're going to give police more power to shut down illegal protests. They're going to give the intelligence services more ability to shut down disinformation. What we have seen the DHS and the FBI do to us through social media is the same thing that's being done in other countries at the same time. But no, it's not globalism. It's happenstantial. It just happens that people feel this way now in leadership. It's just happenstantial. 
Speaking of Twitter, speaking of globalism, you will notice a different morality when it comes to the globalists, like the guy I described, amoral. Hey, a baby's 28 years or 28 days old, starve it to death, freeze it to death, deprive it of, of breast milk or any form of, 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 of moisture, even water. That's okay. You're just aborting it a little later. Amoral. Abortion at an industrial scale. Amoral. Views of kids and sexuality. Just step back and look. Academia wants pedophilia normalized. Not just at Harvard. Not just at not 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 just at Berkeley. Not just in the in in the in in the American continent, North American continent. All of a sudden, it's very important that this happen in France and Italy, in Germany, and the UK, and in Ireland, and all those drag queen things that never ever ever were in libraries. Boom! Suddenly, we're in libraries. Boom! It was suddenly very important that men who want to pretend to be a 13-year-old shut-in boy's fantasy of what a woman looks like, part prostitute, part mom, part stripper, all porn star in a disgusting male body, all of a sudden that was important that people like that go read to kids. All of a sudden. But that's not globalism. That's just the way things roll. It just so happens that it doesn't exist in Russia or China. It just so happens that Russia and China are promoting it here. It just so happens. And then there's this. Oh, you know what? I'll get to this in a second. Uh, We were speaking of Twitter, then I got distracted. You know, we've been talking about this guy, Yoel Roth, who is basically the head censor for Twitter. Um, His PhD thesis was about uh, Grindr, which is an app that same-sex attracted men use to meet each other to have sex. No, that's it was called Gay Data. Wait until you hear one of the things he wrote on Twitter and at the in response, because Elon Musk has said some things about kids and sex abuse on Twitter. We'll get to that. Oh, man. Uh, gosh, sometimes shows go by quickly. Is it really this quickly? It is. Uh, I am, let me tell you what's sitting in front of me right now. Um, this is a trick I've used. I've learned when I lost 150 pounds of unwanted fat from my body, I learned a little trick. I'm going to pass one on to you. Ready? If you eat in a macrobiotic balance in every meal, you'll have more energy. Do I sound more energetic to you? You'll have more energy. And here's something else. Your body will be more likely to burn the fat on it. If it gets enough fat. So you might hear me from time to time slip and get all nutrition geeky and talk about 40, 30, 30. That means 40% protein, 30% fat, 30% carbohydrates. Here's the little trick is sitting to my left is a bowl of celery. Now, number one, I like celery. Number two, when I put salt on it, I actually love celery. Number three, to my right is some grass fed beef jerky. And I just ate an RX bar. Why did I go grab the celery? Because it was a little off balance. So now I'm in balance. Now, that's stupid, geeky, far, far beyond what anybody normal wants to do. But 
If you've got a bunch of unwanted fat on your body, there's similar tricks based upon scientific observation, observable, trackable, falsifiable, repeatable ways to get your body to drop unwanted fat. That's what Soda Weight Loss does so well, is they'll interview you about you. They'll create a nutritional plan for you. It's going to be calibrated to make sure that your body is dropping unwanted fat and this, that it not drop muscle. Because want to know what? If you're dropping fat and muscle, you are in a death spiral. Well, quite literally. I mean, you're not going to die because you wouldn't let that happen, but you're in a death spiral in terms of losing weight. Why? Because when you lose muscle, you don't burn as much fat. They know all of this from way back because it's what they do, and they do it so, so very, very well. So if what I just talked about sounds too geeky, you said, Herman, I don't ever want to think that hard about food. Don't. Just go to Soda Weight Loss at SodaWeightLoss.com. They'll take care of every detail. And if you wanted to have the geeky details, they'll tell you, hey, why are we doing it this way? They'll explain it. The nutritionist, sure. But if you'd rather just drop the fat and not get all geeky, just go to SodaWeightLoss.com. So it's stupid to say there are not globalists. Uh, Elon Musk recently said that fighting child uh, exploitation on Twitter was not a priority until he came along. Jack Dorsey, who founded Twitter and for you know, a couple different times was the CEO, wrote back and said, this is false. And Elon Musk said, no, it's not. And he described that the person he's now put in front of trust and safety, now running trust and safety at Twitter, had asked multiple times for a focus to be put on this and, in fact, asked for employees' heads, as it said, um, to come and help fight child uh, exploitation on Twitter. And that request was denied multiple times by the powers that be. Yoel Roth had been one of the senior people at Twitter in so-called trust and safety at the time, sort of the chief censor. This is a tweet from Yoel Roth, who I remind you, wrote a PhD thesis, which was accepted, called Gay Data Based Upon a, a Sex App for Same-Sex Attracted Men Called Grinder." Yoel Roth, can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? Why would you ask that? Just curious? And incidentally, what sort of person, what sort of high school teacher, if you felt as an adult man, you would presume, although women do it too now in this porn-addled era of this fallen world, you would presume it would most likely be a man. What kind of man would give in to a 17-year-old girl who he teaches providing, uh, quote, meaningful consent. I, I get it. People fail. Uh, we all have sin problems. Perhaps you've had that sin problem, and I hope that you're past that. And if you're not, for God's sake, please go get help. Please go confess it to a pastor and get help and just make sure that you never do such a thing again. What sort of person? Want to know who? I know someone from radio who I consider to be amoral, who used to make fun of us because we wouldn't go and engage in such things with young girls who liked the radio station. Uh, 15, 16-year-old girls was outraged at us 
Oh, come on, you guys. There's nothing wrong with this. They're more grown up than you think. And you know what? You guys should just get together and, and pay for an apartment that neither of you actually live in and just go do things like that there. Now, on other topics, it happened that that guy was weirdly moral. He's a different guy. Was weirdly moral. And, in fact, a pretty honest guy. And, in fact, a pretty good friend. Except for that thing! And, and he paid for it. Because he went and did that thing. He went to prison. Because he gave in to that sin. These guys aren't going to prison. That mindset exists globally. But it's not globalism. It's just happenstantial. And it's not being pushed. It's certainly not the case that there's a global effort to make kids want to engage in sex in a much earlier time frame at much younger ages with far more many people in far more, uh, let's say, creative and potentially harmful ways, right? But there is. And it's global everywhere but China and Russia. Well, but, but I mean, what would, okay, so who would be an example of a globalist? Well, the World Health Organization pushes sexualization of kids into the classrooms. The CDC helps fund it. But no, it's not globalism. It's just not globalism. I mean, if it was globalism, it would be real, real easy to point to, you know, sort of things where healthcare providers are way, way, way off the map. Well, I mean, look, look, look let's look at it this way. It's not like there's a case in, <laughs> in Australia where a family said, hey, we don't want our baby injected. Uh, well, the baby needs a blood transfusion. We don't want the baby um, transfused with blood that has mRNA injection in it. We want pure blood. And it's not like the cops went out and seized the baby because the parents, you know, just were crazy. Hey, don't do it. Please don't do it. Hey. You guys are criminals. You are criminals. You are conducting a criminal act here. So with the pre-op check, it needs to happen before the surgery. We've been talking to you like rational people, and now you're just kidnapped a baby from its mother without the consent of their parents. You guys have got to understand that you're criminals. I understand, but you can't just take my baby like that. You guys are criminals. No, and they are criminals. And mind you, mind you, they had pure blood for the child. It was available. The baby's called Baby W. And I was looking at Australian Twitter feeds about this. And the Australians, they're on board. And the guy who posted that video, people were saying, oh, be careful, be careful. There's a suppression order. Don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble for posting this. And he wrote back and said, I know about the suppression order. That's why I have cut out the faces of the officers and the moms. And the moms, sorry, one mom. I've cut them out because I know about the suppression order. And then another person came on and said, I would still be really careful. The government's very serious about this. And we need to protect those authorities. Those authorities need to be protected. But that's not happening globally. Oh, pardon me, I said Australia, New Zealand. It's New Zealand. That's not happening globally, except it is. All of a sudden, it is. But that's not globalism. 
That's just happenstantial. It's just, it's just, it's miasma. It's in the air. Right? This turn towards that medical tyranny is in the air. It's not top-down. It's not been pushed. It hasn't been planned for decades in academia to recruit people willing to do this. Because then that would be globalism, and then I would be anti-Semitic for even talking about globalism, because if you talk about it, you hate Jewish people. Well, I mean, it's not like there are other clear trends in medicine that defy any form of common sense whatsoever. We couldn't find any, you know, other examples of that real quick that we could roll. This one is for international pronouns day and just for the healthcare professionals on TikTok. So if you're not a healthcare professional, keep scrolling or whatever. I can't tell you what to do. We have got to start making pronouns a standard part of our patient intake forms. Here's the new patient packet that I use for new patients. And if you just scroll down, third question, there it is. It's as simple as this. Which pronouns would you prefer that we use when talking about you? She, her, hers, he, him, his, they, them, theirs, or other. And then a space to specify if you choose other. It's really that simple. I'm in a privileged position where I'm running the practice, so I can say whatever I want in my new patient form. But it doesn't matter if you're a doctor, nurse, healthcare administrator, CNA, pharmacy tech, OT, PT, respiratory therapist, anyone. Check out your new patient forms, and if there's not a space to write pronouns, ask the person in charge of it. It Yeah, this just happened. It just occurred globally, everywhere but China and Russia. Try it in China. Try it in Russia. Try it in the Middle East. You're aligning yourself with despotic regimes. You've just shown how sensical pronoun respect is because you're just describing ultra-fascist countries that won't do it. No, I'm describing the people who've pushed it on us because they know what it's doing to us. But, I mean, the... That's just healthcare. That's the easiest one to reach for. Secondly, Herman, you're obsessed with all that that gender stuff. It's not like you can find more compelling evidence in different spectrums that there's some kind of globalism. You just don't like Jewish people. Right. Because don't you know, activity is race and race is activity plus activity is religion. Globalism describes an activity, a point of view. I wish that you had had the opportunity that I've had to visit with Alan from Alan Soaps. Uh, You probably by now know the story, but I want to make sure that you know this crystal clear. Uh, This guy, young man, 12 years old kiddo um just came to his eighth surgery i got to talk to him just after that Uh, (laughs) i couldn't find a hint of discouragement in him i saw a young man smiling and he's he's wiggly alan is wiggly (laughs) you know he can't really form full sentences although i'm getting there i can i can begin to hear some things now i hear it but i begin to understand it and he uses a tablet if he really, really needs to communicate with you. But he's wiggly and he likes, he just it likes to talk to other people. I couldn't find a, just a, even a, a suggestion of him feeling down. And yeah, one of the reasons why, because his life matters. 
He knows that he has the dignity of being the chief soap officer of Allen's Artisan Soaps. Now, you can say, okay, so he's a mascot, and you'd be wrong. Allen knows who invented cedarwood jasmine, watermelon basil. He did. He knows where it came from. Memories of grandmas, two different grandmas. He knows. He knows what he does at work on a daily basis about quality control and packaging. He knows. He knows his soaps have made it into retail stores, and he's jazzed about that. And incidentally, he puts into, it's like every so often, he gets a request for an order from, and a lot of it comes from this family, the podcast family, at alansoaps.com slash Todd. Every now and then, Alan looks at a specific order and says, this one needs extra love. True story. And he tosses in extra stickers and refrigerator magnets and pictures of himself and buttons. He says, this one needs more love. Because he also knows he's loved. Oh, he knows that people buy the soap because it's made in America, three generations of soap-making expertise behind it. But Alan is not, not the least bit lacking in intelligence. He's very smart. He also understands that you are buying soap from him because his company exists to hire people like him. He understands the mission. And I want this mission to just blow it out during Christmas time because there's no better time to honor life's so-called least of these. Alan is far from that. But there's a reason the Lord Jesus chose to be born in a barn. It's alansoaps.com slash Todd. 10% off everything there. alansoaps.com slash Todd. Well, there's this. I mean, this isn't medicine. But if you notice something happening globally, it's so weird. There's a bunch of countries that are going to farmers who are ranchers and saying, you need to destroy your, your livestock. Not sell it, destroy it. You need to shut down your family farms. And if you don't do that, we'll do it for you, says the Netherlands. Have you noticed this, that in the United States of America, the Chinese Communist Party, which hates us, is buying up farmland and water rights. Gosh, I wonder what they'll make. Oh, well, they're going to have beef for themselves. They're shipping that back. What about for us? Uh, There is a Gates-funded study that has been done by a group called the Food Compass. And it has a nutrition profiling system. It scores from best to worst on a scale of 0 to 100. Let me go through some of their scoring with you, just so that we're all square. This is global. Watermelon ranks 100 in terms of nutrients. Do you want to know what watermelon is? Sugar and water with some trace nutrients. Kale is 100. Kale has more nutrients. I invite you to exist on kale. Try it. You can't. Coming in just below kale is frosted mini wheats. <laughs> Completely processed and sugared. And if you eat a lot of that, you can make yourself a diabetic. Going down the list a little bit further, Honey Nut Cheerios are 76. A date is also 76. Now, mind you, a date has natural fiber, etc., and that Honey Nut Cheerios does not. 
We can go down here. I don't know what a millet is, so I'm not going to comment on that. We'll get a little further down. Lucky Charms are at a 60. They're right next door. A chicken breast is 61. Lucky Charms are 60. Does this make any sense to anybody in the world except for this Bill Gates group? Let's see. What's this? Uh, boiled or poached egg, 51. Almonds. Oh, pardon me. Almond M&Ms, 42. Going a little further down here. Ice cream cone with nuts. An ice cream cone with nuts is 34. Oh, we're getting down to the disgusting bad stuff. Whole egg fried in butter, 29. Cheddar cheese, 28. Ground beef, 26. Does any of that qualify as sensical? Any of it? And yet it's global. Well, yeah, except for Russia and China and the Middle East and such. But there's no globalism. Let's just be clear about that. There is no globalism. I'll play it at the uh, top of the show. See what an old radio guy I am. The top of the show. The top of the hour. Someone should make a radio show called The Top of the Hour. And this was the protest in Ireland where they've forgotten how to secure their own borders. They just plum forgot. Sit at home and watch football and play video games. No. They're tired of the fact that their government's saying, we just plum forgot how to secure the border. We did. That's another topic that healthcare, Tucker Carlson, pointing out a very similar thing happening on the U.S. border. How could it be that from Ireland to the United States, we have also forgotten how to secure our border? It's just happenstantial because it's not globalism, because if it's globalism, then you hate Jewish people. Today, our Peter Ducey asked Biden, who's going to be in the area soon, are you going to go see the border while you're down there? Watch this. Why, why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because there's a more important thing going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. <laughs> there are more important things going on. Right. What's actually happening is the Biden administration ended the policies that would have stopped this flood of unaccompanied minors at the border, and now they want to make the problem even worse, and they're doing it for a reason. They're telling you what the reason is. You're not allowed to notice, but it doesn't make it any less true. This is real. This is happening. No one's stopping it. Republicans are colluding to allow it to continue. Hey, that's weird. It's going on in Ireland. It's going on in Western democracies, but not in China and not in Russia. So strange. What could possibly be happening? I mean, it's not like anyone ever wrote a paper called the Cloward Piven, Cloward Piven study. Cloward Piven approach. Flood the systems. Want to take down a democracy, so-called flooded systems. It runs on immigration, flood it with immigration. Runs on money, flood it with money. How's our money supply doing? What's the inflation look like? Do we look like we've flooded our systems yet? Are they draining the treasury yet? Well, here and elsewhere. Oh, FTX, that was an international concern, wasn't it, FTX? Didn't it have something going on in Ukraine? Oh, speaking of that. Western democracies have very little to say about China and their abusive policies of murdering Uyghurs, but not before they sell their hair and left kidney uh, in concentration camps. But on the topic of Ukraine, it's a, a not it's a it's a unanimous yes at all costs. This is the so-called Secretary of State asked. 
hey, what if support for for giving what's going to amount to be, it's going to get there, it's going to get to a trillion bucks to Ukraine. What if the American people get sick of that, Tony Blinken? Holly, thank you. Let me start. Um, with regard to the, uh, the poll you cited, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it specifically. Um, but I can say this. First, we don't uh, do policy by polls. We do policy based on the interests of the United States. And the interests of the United States are clearly in supporting and helping Ukraine defend itself against this aggression from Russia. Uh, first and foremost, I think Americans across the board care about um, a situation in which one nation is trying to bully another uh, and uh, to do terrible damage to the country, to its, uh, to its people that we're seeing. But beyond that, I think there's an understanding that what's at stake in Ukraine are vitally important principles that go to peace and security uh, around the world. Huh. I wonder if we could say anything similar about the Chinese Communist Party. Purchasing American water rights and farmland. Stealing American secrets. Threatening their neighbors. But it's not globalism. They just all happen to agree on everything. And many of their populists, like us, or a high percentage of our populists, disagrees with their approaches, and yet they're not going to change. But it's not globalism. Just everybody get rid of that thought that this has anything to do with globalism because I don't want you turning into anti-Semites. This is also international. Very, very same well, trend. Afternoon, I sat down with all the police chiefs to make it clear that they have my full support in acting decisively to clamp down on illegal protests. It is completely unacceptable that ordinary members of the public are having their lives disrupted by a selfish minority. My view is that those who break the law should feel the full force of it, and that's what I'm determined to deliver. And therefore, are you bringing in new legislation, either increased powers for police officers? What are you doing to help them? We are currently giving the police new powers so that they can clout down on these elites. Just so everybody knows, he's reading. That's the prime minister of <laughs> Rishi. Uh, the, the, some people think the cousin of Justin Trudeau. I'm watching his eyes. He's reading. Reading the statement. Pretending to respond to a reporter. He's reading. Uh, did Stuart Rhodes, did, did he go into the capital of the United States in January 6th? No. Was he armed in D.C.? No. Is he going to spend 86 years in prison for seditious, seditious conspiracy? The first man, first person ever convicted of that in United States history? Yes. Is Kelly Meggs? Yes, was Kelly in the Capitol? He was. What did he do? He was in there for 17 minutes, a good portion of which he was praying. How did he get in? The doors were opened. Did anyone try to stop him, law enforcement otherwise? No, he just walked in. Doors were open. So after he got done praying, what did he do? Well, he heard a disturbance upstairs and went up the spiral staircase and helped defuse a situation where Officer Harry Dunn might have killed a bunch of people because he was feeling very threatened and like his life was at risk. Why were the, uh, the Oath Keepers there? You know what their own statements, their own treatment of people indicates? They were there to make sure cops weren't hurt. What did they do? They put their bodies between cops and people seeking to hurt them. There was one person with the Oath Keepers who is a man who pretends to be a woman. He's in trouble. He did strike an officer. He's in trouble. But then again, 
he's not well. He's not a well person. But this isn't globalism. The fact that Justin Trudeau has said, of course, that people who have unacceptable views, we need to shut them down and steal their bank accounts. That's not, that's certainly, certainly not sweeping the planet. There's this from South Philadelphia. And again, it's not like there are entire areas of London that are no-go zones, except it is a fact. There's areas in France that are no-go zones. You don't go there unless you want to be raped or beaten or killed. And I have a friend who, does, who used to do a lot of business in France. He'd heard about the no-go zones, but he didn't think it was real. So he drove into the no-go zones, and people stopped him and said, what in the name of God are you doing? I was just going to go see, no, no, turn your American car, or it's not an American car, turn your American body around and get out of here. You're going to get killed. And South Philadelphia, this is a mom who has had it. With all of a sudden, and did you notice this is happening in Ireland? It's happening in the UK? It's not happening in Russia or, 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 or China, where they're, they're letting people shoot drugs up in neighborhoods. They're, in fact, giving away the heroin. You don't come to our meetings. When we had a meeting about crime, where were you to tell us about what was going on? We you were all silent. We you were all silent, and you were silent because you snuck it in. You blindsided us. So tell everybody in South Philly, generations of families who don't leave, who have college degrees, who sit there and stay in their community, who raise our children there. Because for you, that's the street you go down when you go to an Eagles game and a Sixers game. You don't sit there and live in that community. You don't walk on date night like my husband and I do to pass Shunk Avenue. You don't take your kids to the daycare like I do. And what about the mothers who have to sit there and walk by stuff over the bags to take their kids into the daycare. Are you going to clean our outside? I don't care about inside. I care about needles outside. I care about bags outside. I care about what my children have to see at six and ten years old that I have to explain hardened drug addiction. This is unacceptable and you were a sneak about it. Look at us when we tell you, Mr. Rendell, you were a sneak. I will not call you governor because you are no longer governor. You're a sneak. Dictator. And what was she talking about? They put in uh, safe injection sites. In other words, government-funded heroin deaths. Hey, that's weird. That started in Vancouver, Canada. And then it went to Seattle, Washington. And then it, what well, was always been in San Francisco. Then it went to New York, and now it's in Philadelphia. Hey, it's in Ireland, too, and, and London. And But it's not globalism. It's not, this is just, it's happenstantial. This is just, it's miasma. It's just in the air. It's just in the air. Man, I apologize for all the anti-Semitism today. It's, I just, it's just who I am. It's how I identify. Well, it's how I'm identified now. This is from Libs of TikTok. This has also swept the globe. This is a picture. I'll try to describe this to you. This is the um, Sam Britton, who is <laughs> our nuclear waste guru. So I don't even know why people use that word. Um, and he is now charged twice with stealing a woman's purse, which, I mean, he steals women's identities. Why not steal their purses? He is, um, I'll see if I can describe this. He is leaned across a, is that a table or a chair? He's naked, so there's that. 
and it's some form of furniture. He's got his toes on the ground, but ankles extended, so really, you know, high up on his toes. His knees are secured to this piece of furniture with um, some kind of uh, rope-type stuff that's white. And then there's red ropes securing him further. And his buttocks are right up in the air. Hmm. I wonder what that means. And then there's a whole bunch of pictures of him naked and bound. Uh, one, he is bound, so he's you know, rolled up in... Uh, it's like the fetal position, but sitting up. And, oh, he teaches lessons. Oh, I get it. Oh, he teaches bondage lessons. Um, and he runs our nuclear waste program. Wasn't there just a woman who did six sex tapes? Wasn't she just elected to office? Not that she can't be smart and do sex tapes, but, wow, it's weird. This is also sweeping the globe, except, well, not in China or Russia. But it's not globalism. So when the Lord Jesus walked the earth, (laughs) and let's see, he fed the 5,000. He healed lepers. He brought two people, well, a couple people out of severe illness that looked like they were going to die. One, he didn't even leave. The Roman centurion said, no, no. He said, no, wait. I have people who work under my commands. I know that you can order this and get it'll be done. I also work under authority. And I know you work under the authority of God, so you can do this. You don't need to come to my home. And in fact, why would you disgrace yourself by coming into a Roman soldier's home? And the Lord Jesus said, wow, I haven't seen faith like this anywhere in the state of Israel. And so it's done. Your, your, your child is healed. And then, of course, going to the man who had been lame for all those years, do you want to be healed? Yes. Well, then pick up your mat and walk. And he did that. And he saved a little girl who had been dead for just a little while. And then Lazarus for, what, four days? Decomposition had already begun. And what does Jesus do after he wept? He went to the tomb, rolled the stone away. But Lord, Lord, he's, he's decomposing. There'll be a stench. Just roll the stone. And then what does the Lord Jesus say? <laughs> Lazarus, awake. Lazarus walks out all bound up like a mummy. All of that. And the Pharisees say, you're not of God. And the Lord Jesus says, but it's all written down. This is all prophecy. Well, but you have a demon. Wait, how can a demon cast out demons? I've done that too. They couldn't see. They couldn't see any of it. So people genuinely cannot see that this is all global. And what would be the alternative explanation? People's minds are evolving. Is it an evolving mind that seeks slavery? Is it an evolving mind that reverts to child sacrifice? That's evolution? It's not. Not. It's something long ago predicted to happen towards the end times. That's what it is. Oh, it seems like bad news. But again, I remind you that so often God uses evil to perform good. 
And I I don't want to begin to try to think like God or to say he gets a kick out of things. But wouldn't you enjoy head fake and Satan every single time? Thought you had me. Because God knows how it ends. Merry Christmas to you. And may it be a continuing great blessing for you to celebrate it with your family. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And despite the heaviness of the topic, be of good heart. Be of good heart. God sees all of it, and he's got us. Just put on the armor.